Welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss your favorite marble sports. We bring you in-depth analysis of each event across many different marble sports competitions. Catch all the information and drama you want to hear about your favorite players, teams, events, and more right here on the MSW Podcast. Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is... I'm super excited to bring you this episode today, and I have Commander Waff here already. Why don't you say hi? Hey, it's great to be back. Uh, it looks like I might be coming back for quite a few episodes in the future. Most likely. Yeah, we have him on co-hosting today, and I just want to quickly take a second, take a second and explain why. I did a guesting segment. I had... Better way to say it, I had uh, Marbles for Autism, creator of Marbles for Autism, on as a guest for a segment, um, and we recorded that. The recording kind of got corrupted and got a little bit messed up, so we lost that. Now, we will hear from him in a later episode, but we weren't able to keep that for this one, so me and Commander Walker are ad-libbing this uh, episode right here, so hopefully that goes well. I think it's going to go great, but um, he's... Kind of like a guest host today. But uh, me and John Ball, creator of MFA, will be coming to you at some point. We had a good discussion. We talked a lot about his marble tournament, the World Marble Tournament. You can check that out on his channel, Marbles for Autism. And we talked a lot about Marble Olympics. So I'm excited, excited to have him on as a guest. We just have to fix the audio problems. But um, in any event... I have a new mic, so I'm super excited about that. It's a lot more professional than what I was using before, so hopefully it's going to come through as better, clearer audio. And, uh, all right, let's get started. I mean, Commander Waff, what do you have to say? Uh, I mean, just that these, pa- like, these events have been, especially the dirt race, was absolutely insane. Like, there was so much, like, marbles everywhere, like, so many DNS, like, People getting thrown off the track. It's this was some of the wildest marble racing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. And it's been uh, the dirt race proved actually helpful for my fantasy team. The um, Hubalino Maze race proved very unhelpful for my fantasy team. Yeah, very up and down last couple of events. Um, actually, I want to refer back to the last episode here real quick here and uh, play a clip from last episode. Um, yeah, and I'd have to pull that up because, to be honest, um, the Jungle Jumpers are so under my radar as uh, some, a team to notice. And here's another clip from last episode. But really, guys, come on. I mean, tell me, tell me right now that you think I should know what, how the Jungle Jumpers are doing. I mean, really? I mean, they, they, don't, they don't perform. Right, so obviously I ate my words a lot there because not only did the Jungle Jumpers come back with great performance in Event 8, the... Um, Damn, what was event eight? <laughs> well, event eight was they, hurdles. Hurdle. No. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> Man. Wow. Wait. But yeah. Oh, they, bi- the biathlon. That's the biathlon. That's right. They won, they got first there. in the biathlon. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, they, they made me mm-hmm. eat my words in the biathlon, definitely. Not only that, but then I came back and I picked them 
for my um, for my fantasy team in the next round, and they have at least give me a good performance in event eleven. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little humbled by how we treated them uh, last episode, but definitely they came back and showed us they, that they're not. They're they did get they did get fifth in eleventh as in eleventh as well. I'm like, and I will give them credit too. They did. They are showing signs of improvement. Unlike before, they are not just doing one good event. They are doing a few good events now. Yeah, first and a fifth in the last four events. So definitely, and they, they've had they've had multiple medals now, and so that's yeah. a, in, that's a definite improvement. I, yeah, definitely. And I still I still stand by what I said about old jungle jumpers. New jungle yeah. jumpers, they can prove me wrong, and I've been wanting them to prove me wrong. For the past, I think two uh, one, year and a half now. So honestly, I have no complaints about this. I, oh, that's I, right. You're a I hope fans. You must I, be ecstatic. I, I want. Right I wanted. The, I really wanted to root for them, but then they just did so bad that first year, and then they didn't qualify. It's like okay, there's no point in ever rooting for them. But now it's like, hey, I might have a. Like, I can probably start rooting for them again, and I. And it's like, ah. Yeah, really, I would. I would agree. This is probably a great moment for you. Yeah. Also, um, in these more recent events, like they actually had some more closer shots of the B1 section, section, so my marble actually showed up several times, so I got lucky. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. You also paid money for that, so yeah. it shows up, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a good point. But, um, you mean, you mean it's, it's just already great that you're supporting the Marble Olympics like that and, and getting this, the VIPC. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I, yeah. I just love, I like, well, I like showing, showing some support for this, because, like, like uh, this is like a it's a nice fun thing and like it's if I can do whatever I can to help keep it going I'll I'll do it you know absolutely I'm sorry if there's a little noise there for the last minute I was just adjusting my mic but uh yeah I mean I'm excited about it I hope the jungle jumpers perform well I put some stake in them we might go back to other teams in the next fantasy just depends on how event twelve goes which occurs tomorrow so you guys should probably go check out event twelve it's probably out. When you guys are listening, do you I guess, since, oh sorry, since we're talking about fantasy teams, I should probably mention that I joined it too. So I picked the Crazy Cat Size, the Green Ducks, O Rangers, and Raspberry Racers. So oh, that's right. Yeah, you did join yeah. fantasy. Very so cool. that that those um, placements only apply for event eight onwards. So let's see here. So O Rangers and Raspberry Racers did good for event eight. Uh, nine it was O Rangers again, and then. But that, that, the Green Ducks was kind of in the top. Was like actually, it was like literally at eighth at the middle, and then right in the in dirt race, two of my picks got DNFs in like the first heat, and right, but yeah. then but then the the racers and the ducks got t- second and third. So I think that should balance it out. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like to be honest, for me, solid picks. Green Ducks, like you picked, Crazy Cat Size, and the Racers to me are all very solid picks. So you really came out. Even though you came in late, you came out with strong picks. You probably yeah. not going to so, finish the last because other I, you, know, you know what? I didn't realize. I saw, I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. I was talking over you, but like, I'm I'm realizing now. Like, I, my picks actually were pretty high. So even though I got only half of them won, that I, I've never done a fantasy league, so I don't know how points are going to go. And like, and like, how did the how's the money calculated for these teams? Like, is it based on the replacement from uh, last year? The last like, year stuff um, that explains it. Not all of it makes total uh, sense. For it to be this year, so definitely last year because the money. I mean, mid, well, actually, the midnight whist has done quite well lately, which is another discussion point. But like in the beginning of the that's true. 2019, they did kind of bad, so the, they had the highest cost because they got first place last year. And that's I get, that makes sense. I, I I can see that, but I feel like maybe the fair, price is fair. 
I don't know if the prices like maybe like flu- the price should fluctuate as the, the <laughs> organics have a higher price than and other teams that's just yeah that, that, that's what that's what really confused me i was like yeah because, uh, because last year they, they came through a little bit uh, oh yeah so you, you had like a bit of a, a a framework you wanted to go through so like let's try let's, let's try and stay on that this time so we don't go like over like we did last time wait wait let me let me make a couple more announcements guys real quick um if i didn't mention last time the youtube is out so go check that out, Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. You have to search the full name. We might change that, but you can get the YouTube and the full podcast there if that's an easier listening experience. Um, another shout-out, uh, well, a first shout-out I want to make here is to the Fortnite Champions Podcast, not because of Fortnite, but because they um, re- recognized and shouted out Marble Olympics as a uh Favorite thing on YouTube, as they said. So definitely episode 67, minute 53, if you want to hear more people newly excited about the Marble Olympics, they do have, uh, they spend a few minutes on it. So um, definitely check that out if, you, if you're interested. Also going to shout out uh, Marbles for Autism. Like I said, we couldn't have him on this week, uh, but he will be coming on later. And definitely want to shout out his uh Marble Olympic style tournament he's doing, the World Marble Tournament. He's doing a great job. He's got uh, creative professional uh, events coming up. He has the hockey event coming up next. And it's just very cool to see other people producing good content like that. We're going to talk about uh, community content a little bit later. I bought some merch. That's another announcement, I guess. I bought the hoodie and the shirt from Marble Olympics. I'm very excited about that. I have the shirt already, and it is... It is actually well-made material. I got to give a little shout out to JMR there. They did they did a good job with the shirt, and I'm waiting on the hoodie. But I'm uh, definitely go buy the merch. It's it's good quality and it's very very sporty, and I highly recommend that. Um, fantasy teams update. I think we already covered a lot about the fantasy teams. My picks, like I said, Jungle Jumpers, Raspberry Racers, Green Ducks, and Crazy Cat Size have all performed decently well in event eleven. Uh, eh, and actually pretty bad at event 10, but they've been keeping up overall with good performances. I would say besides those four teams, Orangers, Savage Feeders, and Hazers are also good picks. Mellow Yellow can be a good pick sometimes. And Pinkies have surged back, so definitely keep an eye on them. They have, yeah. Yeah. And with all that being said, let's go to the news. Hey, what's going on? It's Brendan. Sorry to come in right before the news, but I do have a quick announcement. Unfortunately, due to the timing, John Wood is not able to make it as our host this week. But we do have our amazing backup host, Mr. Johnny Marble, coming at us today. Different accent, great voice, same great news, right here on the MSW Podcast. Marble Sports fans, I am Johnny Marble filling in for John Wood in this installment of the Marble Sports Worldwide News. This week in the Marble Olympics brought us three more events. 
the hurdles, the Hublino maze, and the dirt race. Highlights from the hurdles are almost solely focused on the Midnight Wisps, with Wuspy setting the newest record, 8.552 seconds, which allowed them to take the gold. The Raspberry Racers continued their impressive performance overall by taking silver, and the Hazers rounded it out taking third. Event 10, the Hublino Maze, brought an element of confusion with the tricky paths and dead ends of the maze. It also jumbled up the standings quite a bit, with the Oceanics and the Pinkies finally producing their first top 5 finish of the 2019 games. The Oceanics, however, just missed the podium coming in at 4th, and the Pinkies took the silver back home. The Savage Speeders and the Hazers continued their search from the middle of the pack, taking the bronze and gold medal. The Dirt Race, Event 11, surprised the fans even more with 7 DNFs in the final settings of the event. The Pinkies, however, capitalized on the momentum from the previous event and went on to take the gold. The Green Ducks and Raspberry Racers met expectations, taking silver and bronze respectively. And the Oceanics maintained top half of the standings with 7th as well. Many hoped to see a turnaround for both of these veteran teams, the Oceanics and the Pinkies that is, and excitement continues to rise going into the last fourth of these Marble Olympics, with the possibility of a comeback from either of these teams on everyone's minds. In the general standings, the Raspberry Racers hold first with 143 points, with the Green Ducks only 4 points back in second, and the Hazers now only 7 points out of first place in third. 20 crucial points provided a solid gap between third and fourth, while the Savage Speeders only having 116 points. Mellow Yellow and the Crazy Cat's Eyes round out the top six with 105 and 100 points respectively. The Oceanics, however, still hold dead last with 56 points, but the Pinkies jumped up three places to 13th with 71 points now. Coming up next is event number 12, Rafting, and fantasy team pickings are open for round five right after event 12. In other Marble news, Marble Fubeca wrapped up the American Cup for Marble Sports and have begun a series of Europe vs. America tournaments. MSPN has released a sneak peek picture regarding their next Marble Mentory about comebacks. In the Marble World Tournament for Marbles by Autism, rages on into its fourth event, Hockey. Well, I'm Johnny Marble, and that's all for this week's news. Now back to Brendan with the MSW Podcast. Brendan. All right, and we are back from the news. Thank you to John Wood for doing a great job recording that this week. He's just been a great blessing to the podcast with his uh, recording abilities, and I hope you guys have liked his news segments. But um, to move on here with the podcast, let's let's talk some marbles. Commander, what do you want to start with? Oh, boy. All right, so I think the one thing that is on my man, mind and probably most of the Marvel fans minds is the most recent event the dirt race wow that was ridiculous there like i did not expect so many dnfs especially right out the gate like two of like, like i think like i'm I probably i'm probably mentioned it earlier but like but at the very in the very first heat like yeah it's like i had the green ducks balls of chaos arranged oh all four of my picks were in the first heat and two of them got eliminated by dnfs like Right. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't either. I was very, very 
surprised when I looked at the standings at the end of that event. Oh and my word! That ten to sixteen were DNF one through seven. I was in oh my gosh, that was like, incredible. Oh, that was so crazy! Like, and like that was probably one of the most exciting events I have ever seen in Marble Links. Like, nearly half of the of the te- of the entire roster didn't finish. Just balls of chaos barely got out of that. Oh but yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, and then this... three, oh, sorry, the three of the uh, top eight got got DNFs in the second and like the semifinals. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or it was the finals. Like, oh my gosh. Now, on the one hand, like I love that. That was like that made it very tense. And like, and the, one of the, the criticisms I have with the Santa Marble Rally is like, generally, the once the marbles have a certain placement, they at the start it's generally consistent. There were marbles that would break that uh, rule. Like red number three is the best example. I think one of his most famous events. Red like, number three is he, a marble. He or, or right, <laughs> the key saying he went from he, he went from the very back. And then he made it all the way to the front, at the, and that was like the event that he won that to win that season. And like so, sometimes there could be like uh, places where they could get, like get, get rid of that just um, consistency. But with the, with the dirt race here, at no point did I actually know who was going to win because like they were it would, they got so slow at certain points. It's like at any moment a marble could come up out of nowhere who we thought got out of the race or a marble who we think is winning goes flying off the track and then someone else behind them gets the time to catch up and win. And that was, it just got me so into the race in a, in a way that I don't think I've been for most marble races in a long time. Oh, oh, hundred percent. I mean, case in point to what you just said, uh, first, well, there's only one heat of the finals, but finals race, those eight marbles, you had pinkies back from sixth or fifth place. And you had three marbles, Savage Speeders, Green Ducks, Raspberry Racers up in that top three. Pinky shoot up there in the last like 10 seconds of the race, past all the three marbles who are in complete disbelief and take first place, take their first gold in, in that last 10 seconds. They were not even in the screen before they shot up there. And Greg Woods, I think, absolutely lost it when that happened. But it was... What? Oh, did you did you see did you see the the Raspberry Racers that splits like that the five hundredths of a second they barely beat the Savage Speeders. Oh, and that was even that was another point. That was a that was, great point because I was watching and I I was um because I the, I was watch and I'm thinking about my fantasy teams and I was watching and I saw the pinkies come up and I was like oh wow oh man because then the because I saw I thought it was going to be Green Duck Savage Speeders Raspberry Racers and I actually thought it ended that way because I kind so of did was I looking at. The um, different marbles, and then all of a sudden, I see it show up the other way. I'm like, "What?" And I saw, like, literally in the last half of a second, this Raspberry Racers edge out the Savage Beaters, and and over a big distance too. I mean, the the interesting part about the dirt race for me is that the terrain is so unpredictable and different in literally every square inch of the, the track. You're going to have points where a marble is even like an inch from the end of the track. You're going to hit a bump. You're going to hit a certain part of the track. Then other marble can hit a different bump. And the speed changes are like, you know, very noticeable. And all of a sudden, marbles like that change places over long distances in a very short amount of time. Yeah, like for me, this is easily my favorite event of the mar- of this season of Marble Olympics. And probably all of Jill's videos, I think, hands down. Now, there is something I'd like to, I'd like to point out, though, like, the level of chaos there, like, while it was definitely a breath of fresh air for this one time, if that is, like, a consistency that happens in, like, the future, 
that might get a bit annoying because then like if I feel like teams are getting cheated out of victories because the track was so easy to come off of. So like right. definitely, like, I definitely like four events like this, but maybe don't do it like very often. Like maybe like throw in there like maybe every like five or so events or maybe maybe like only one event like that a season like just to, just to get a more exciting event that gets the blood pumping and stuff like that and gets the fans into it but don't make it a consistent thing where teams are like constantly losing because of the the track's own failures oh absolutely i mean there were a couple negatives for me in this event probably for other fans as well one being it was very hard to keep track of the teams and the marbles on on the race i think even greg woods had a little difficulty because the marbles were that, yeah. blended in a little bit with the surroundings they were bouncing around all the time i mean it was a little bit disorganized out there now did that create a more exciting and unpredictable event yes does that make it a little bit difficult to see absolutely you need to have events like the sprint where it's bright red bold track everything's divided and everything because that because there brings some order brings some something more to the each individual marble skill but while i enjoyed the chaos it did make it hard to um watch at some points um they were also a little bit at a little bit of a problem, though. I don't know. I don't know how what they were exactly going for with this event, but I mean, one time the Savage Feeders went off the track past the supposed barriers. I don't, I don't even know if they really put any barriers. Yeah, it was four fifty nine logs on the track than, than on the side, but um, they went out outside of the barriers and then came right back in, almost like that was an easier way to go than the track itself. So I oh, no, like like. Like that, like they, at 459, like they go off the track, then they start slowing down. They're about to get caught up on it, and then like I think it was the Indigo Stars, I think, or, or who like hit the who bumped the log and give them a little bit of extra momentum, and then they kind of slide off of it. And like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I've never been a fan of Savage Speeders, but I gotta admit that is an impressive comeback from them. Like just like, like they pick up so much momentum, and they they almost get past the Raspberry Racers. Like that was an intense moment. Like I I'm I've never really rooted for them, but I gotta give it to them there. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I give a lot of credit to the Savage Speeders overall as a skilled team. I will not sit here and say they're a bad team. They oh, absolutely not. They my favorite team, but they do good work. They obviously practice. Every situation, or most situations, more, way more than other teams, way more than the Oceanics by thousands, mm-hmm. do they use each uh, difficulty or advantage and use it to get more momentum. I see that in the funnel spin. We saw that, how they would use other marbles' momentum, similar to the Green Ducks, to continue to spin more and get more stamina. Uh, we saw that a little bit in the the uh, relay race. I know they underperformed in that for most people's liking. They actually had one of the lowest performances then. But I know that um, I saw certain points where they definitely were using each other in the blocks to get more momentum. Um, they, and, they, and how they can consistently keep placing most of the time top half top six is because they use each advantage given to them they never miss a moment to gain the momentum when they can and that's even though savage beaters aren't my favorite team that is an impressive point for me i won't disregard that just because i like more teams better also i'd like to point out that oceanics are once again at the bottom oh man and and it's not tied it's not a tie anymore they are undisputedly at the bottom and they are so far at the bottom that their fourth fourth place finish did not even 
help at all. No, I they, mean, they have work to do. 56, 56 no, points. Yeah. And the top is 143. They are nearing 100 points away from first place, which is very, very yeah. not good. Yeah. Ne- next event is rafting. It's the first water event that we actually, so they might finally get to use their home field advantage here. And like, so we might see them bump up. Who knows? What do we see? It's just going to be a very, to me, a super unpredictable event. Um, I am so very not, I have no predictions for you. I don't. Do I think the Oceanics will do better? I don't even know, to be honest. They were terrible in the underwater race, so I don't even know what to tell you. Do I think the Green Ducks will perform? Yes. They perform well in those kinds of events that are water-based, but not necessarily submerged in water. But they are going to – I think they're going to perform well in that. Savage Theaters will perform well because they are the adapting to new situations kings. They can do yes. that really well. Arrangers will – I'm going to give you between a ninth and a sixth place on them. I don't think they're going to get top five, but I think they're going to do decent. Raspberry Racers will probably maintain a top six there. Um Mellow Yellow is going, I think, is going to do well in that event because Mellow Yellow to me, and as you saw, do we, if you could, actually, I'll do this. I'm not going to make you do something that I can do. <laughs> um, talking about, so the Hubalino Maze Race, which we're going to get into. Oh, yeah. M- Mellow Yellow did better than, they got seventh in the Hubalino Maze Race, and which is usually better than they perform, or at least, um, uh, good enough. I noticed that they, in events that are odd, like the mazes and, you know, ones that kind of stray from the normal, uh, like sprints and funnel spin and things like that, they perform well. And, uh, they did well in the balancing, which was kind of a, u- a unique, even though it was long standing, it was a unique event. They, I think they're going to do well in the rafting because it's a unique event, but those are only predictions. I really don't know where the rafting is going to go. I mean, do you have thoughts on the teams there? Commander Waff, um, like I said, I'm not really 100 percent sure. Um, I I've never, I think like uh, Razzle Razors, while they haven't placed the gold, they haven't actually made a gold medal in any of the Marble Olympics yet. They have performed so consistently that honestly, I think that like the Green Ducks and them have both been performing really well. But I think Raspberry Racers one year of extra experience is probably what's going to get them that gold medal. Like I'm, I really would like to see the Jungle Jumpers prove me wrong and really do good. And I'm kind of i'm somewhat partial to the o-rangers just a little bit but i'm really trying to grow on the raspberry racers here they are showing some consistency and i at least i like to see them get one gold medal that's a that's a good point i mean they're in first place right now and they don't have a gold medal they're like the pinkies yeah. have a gold medal there are and three veterans blows the first place <laughs> i mean to me it's insane What's going on? I mean, it shows that consistency wins the day, not random spikes of victory, um, which is a total other discussion. I mean, that brings out a lot of teams like the Arrangers and the Savage Beaters when you talk about the consistency versus victory spikes, way to go. Midnight Wisps won with victory spikes the year before. I'm telling you that. But, I mean, it's a, it is a... Um, interesting thing that the raspberry racers don't have a gold i think they could get one this year though you're right they might need that extra year of practice to really start banging those golds out um uh i think they will perform as well in this event too i'd say if you're making fantasy picks or well this one will already fall under 
Your yeah, it's so ones, yeah. Raspberry Racers probably was a good pick. Yeah, and like I'm looking at like uh, you sent me a lot of pictures. So there's a chart thing that you probably sent from I'm assuming like the marble base or whatever. Like it had like a point chart that like lists all the medals that the teams have won and like their. No, that was an amazing Reddit poster who had those pictures. So shout out to whoever if you if you are listening to this podcast. Thank you for making those marble um, graphs. Those were amazing. If you're out there right now, take a second and leave a comment. Leave a like for me. I just want to know who was that. That was so helpful. You're you're an awesome human being. So how does the point values determine? Like like is there like say like three points for every goal and stuff like that? Like is that how? Because like the point. I'm trying to figure out how the point values are calculated here. Um. I'm I'm, in, I'm studying the graph here real quick. I believe it was. I believe this first one's a placement graph, and the second one's a point graph. So the first one where the lines look all over and it looks like a looks like a very bad heartbeat. That looks like um, it's placements. So for example, if you look at the first thing, Savage Beaters um, have a bar straight at the top because they had the first two golds and two golds in a row. That's why they have uh, their bar at one. And then uh, Oceanics, uh, their bar is uh, very close to the bottom and touches last place a lot because that's where they held. These are overall standings over 2019. So Savage Beaters were in first up until like event, I don't know, event like five. They didn't, he didn't label the x-axis numbers. But do you understand it's kind of like mapping the general standings over each event? Right, I think I I missed. I said graph. I meant to say the chart, like the the chart of the all all of the teams, like 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 listed out with like the, how many gold medals they won and stuff like that. That that was the one I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about the different one. Oh, yeah, I mean that graph too, the one that has the the placements over all the years. That person should like and comment because they're amazing too. You, I mean, I mean there were a bunch of really cool graphs here. You have that yeah. one that does all the years and when when you like, are you talking about the one with the savage speeders? 541 points. Yes, that, that okay. one. That one's the overall. Actually, I'm going to post... Oh, is that their overall points from like all the events added together? Yeah. Oh, their whole, okay. Their whole life. Oh. So, like, I'm just, okay, so, like, I'm just looking at that. Like, I, like the, the Savage Speeders, like, for analogy, are basically like the Blue Devils of uh, the DCI well, marching it's bands. It's a football that put that in perspective as well. Blue Devils of... Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the, the 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 drum corps marching band. Like they are the like they're like the, the one of the top bands and like every single oh, okay. year. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they they perform well every year. And like, everybody's like, oh, it's the Blue Devils. Like they're yeah, like and they're people hate them, but like, you gotta admit they're they're the they're the best, of the best, and they're the usually and they win most of the time for a dang good reason. And the Savage Speeders are essentially the same way. People get like kind of get on the hate train, like just like. Oh, it's the Savage Speeders. Like, like they perform at the top. They've had the They're most total. Are good. They have the highest number of points. They've had the most gold medals, and they have the highest total medals out of everybody. Oh, they right. have. They've earned their spot, no question. I do want to quickly take a moment here and mention that I will be posting these graphs in the Discord. So if you're not already in the Mar- uh, MSW Podcast Discord, you can find it on the recent post on the Twitter. Um, and there will be all the graphs and future links that I discuss on the podcast. So if you're confused as the graphs I'm talking about, either search the whole Reddit and the millions of posts there under Marble, Marble Olympics to find them, or you can go to the Discord. Um, but the, you're right. Great job with the graphs. Savage Speeders, um, I was about to jump into them quickly as well. They are incredible even compared to the second place team. I did not 
even realize until I saw this graph how good they were. Their overall placement was first in 2016, second in 2017, second in 2018, yet to see in 2019, but I think they're at least getting top six. Yeah, they're in four for now. Tearing it up. They're like unbelievable. The Orangers uh, in a close second, but not that close. Fifth in 2016, first in 2017, fourth in 2018, yet to see in 2019. They are, uh, you know, compared to 1 2 2, the 5 1 4 is still quite a bit lower. I mean, it's. Uh, it's been just incredible. It was a great realization. I mean, 541 overall points for the Savage Feeders, 478 overall for the O-Rangers over their lifetime. That's a big difference. That's like a 60-point difference. All the other ones are way closer if you run down all these teams, even the ones that didn't even make it into every single um, year of Marble Olympics. They're like much, there's no other 60-point margin, I don't think. This is like updated for like the the medals of the current season, right? As well, right? A little bit, maybe. Mm, okay, I just want to see, I want to see how 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 uh, relevant it was to the current season. It at least covers through twenty eighteen. I'm not at least calculations, but it's a very nice graph. It, it also, the, it, I think it's up to at least past the qualifier because it does have the did not qualify for this season. So, yeah, yeah, at least it's past qualifiers because. Um, Momo didn't qualify, unfortunately. Limers did not qualify. Yeah. Actually, some interesting things I noticed is Oceanics have been a part of every Marble Olympics. Pinkies have been a part of every Marble Olympics and continue to be incredibly terrible. They, they flip-flop. What? Like, they flip Like They went from the last to the middle to the la- to last again. It's like, right, exactly. They, they've, been, they've been jumping around. Uh, like more, mean, more than the Jungle Jumpers. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Oh, the Jungle Jumpers uh, actually have only participated in one Marble Olympics and got 15. So actually, mm-hmm. they're been quite good for a team that hasn't really been a part of that many Marble Olympics. For, for this season, yeah. Yes. Pinkies have had the lowest amount of points by far compared to all the teams that have participated in every Marble Olympics uh, 2016 through 2018. And actually, Momo, who's not even in 2019, has more points than the Pinkies. Uh, who are in 2019. So yeah. it says something to how they've been performing. They've been squeaking by and doing nothing of note in the Marble uh, Olympics main events themselves. And, and a lot of that is like, like if you look at the reason, like Momo had that fourth place in the first Marble Olympics, and like, and they they've had, they unfortunately had like a steady down downturn in terms of qual in terms of placing. But that fourth place, like that those that one year, good year of really great performance, is why they're still high up there and like. And I'm I'm still hoping that one day they can come back from their, like the, I think basically they're they're still in that funk from Team Momo or from Momomo's de, um, injury, or Momo Momo. Like, there's always that extra mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's always funny for me too. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely, and they uh. I don't know what to say about the Pinkies. I mean, we always get on the Oceanics at this point, but the Pinkies, I mean, they they really have been underperforming. I'm hoping that they place higher this year, but I don't know where I'm at with the Pinkies. I'm going to have to see another good performance until I can start to be like, maybe we're going somewhere. They're also I mean, the only other veteran team like who is currently qualified for this season that hasn't got a, a gold medal, so they, this could be their year to get one as well. They did get a gold medal. Oh, did they? Do, oh, so this, that means her has not been updated for this um, current standings. Then 
So, oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's true because they got one um, uh, in the dirt race. Very good performance from them. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the chart is not com- that chart was probably for the previous event. I would say, or at least at least pre or at least two or two events ago. So the event ten for the uh, what was the the Hubalino maze, but definitely not for the dirt race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another thing that did surprise me, by the way, was the Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow defined the veteran team after looking at this graph. They actually placed second in 2016 and third in 2017. So I always saw them as an underperforming team, but they actually did quite well in the first two years of Marble Olympics. They did really bad <laughs> in 2018, getting a solid, solid fifteenth. Uh, yeah, they were, and they. And that's complete. That's a very big difference from their first two years. Second and third, like that's a huge difference. That marks a veteran team, though. Good performances has a bad year. Right, right. Not doing bad at all this year. I would say they're a middle of the pack to higher middle pack team, hanging around six. I think the six is a possible place for them to finish. They have had a gold this year, I think. Um, uh, that, but I believe they at least medaled a couple. Yes, of they medaled. It was for, I believe. Let me see. Uh, Mellow Yellow. They got. Which one was it? Uh, it was not a recent event. It was. It was uh, like I'm looking at the, the results you sent me, and they are not in the. It's not the one of the recent ones. It was from the. Uh, Previous, like from one of the earlier events, right? Sing, uh, which one? Dang, I actually, I'm surprised by that. Like, I, that is that that just this kind of their place and just kind of passed me by. I didn't, they didn't really register them. Yeah, they're all they're always overlooked. I gotta be honest, they are they, they are one of the most overlooked teams. But they are they're a veteran that really has performed well. Yeah, to mellow yellow fans out there, yeah, keep it mellow. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's it. They're not bad. I mean, no, absolutely not. I take second and third as a Marble Olympics team any day. I mean, they they're, to me, they're looking a lot like Hazers and stuff, like teams that we haven't seen uh, develop as into veterans yet, but teams that are showing similar type traits. Starting out, coming in as rookies, amazing. Second is an amazing place to get it. I think that's the projection right now for me and the Green Ducks. I think they're going to end in second. I wanted them to be first. I think they're getting ending definitely in second this year. And they, I mean, Mel, they're exactly ending up like Mel Yell. I think they're going to perform well next year already. I'm projecting that. But I mean, I mean, that's what you see from a good team. Green, green people are amazed by the Green Ducks' performance. But when the Mellow Yellow came in in the first Marble Olympics, they're performing the same type of thing. Second, third, that's great. Yeah, I, I so, found out it, it was a five-meter sprint. That was what they placed first in. Oh, that, that's pretty Oh, and that's pretty impressive because mm-hmm. they're not usually sprinters, and they performed in something they're usually low-performing in. So, um, yeah, keep Mellow out there, all, all you uh, Mellow Yellow fans. I notice you guys, you know. Uh. See, um, there's there's another thing that, that um, people talk about, like about a uh, how the ocean, like the host teams, are apparently not able to do better than like the snowballs did, like just because it's too much pressure. Like, I think that's a mis like a misconception. Like, just because you're a host team, it does not mean that you are unable to overcome the pressure. It's definitely a factor that like maybe may it will affect either your like how good or how bad you do, but. To say that they are incapable of doing good simply because they are a host team, I think, is just a huge misconception. It's just like a bunch of stereotypes. Uh, like a bunch of, uh, what's the what's the word? Is a uh, 
is a it's, it's a, this, a superstition. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that would that works as a word. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. If I can jump in here really quick on that topic, because we had a write-in from Killian Bladestar or Flair. If you're out there, I don't know your real name. I'm very sorry, but it was great to see that you wrote in. And you guys can write in. All of you guys can write in with your ideas and thoughts at the MSW Podcast email at mswpodcast at gmail.com. Message us on the Twitter uh, at Guy Marble. That's G-U-Y-Y Marble. And, of course, Instagram, Discord, wherever you want to, you can write in. And here's an example, uh, not an example, but an actual write-in from uh, Killian Bladestar. Thank you for writing in. And I'll just, I'm just going to read this out. Here's my take on host teams. I believe they will not go higher than Snowball's 7th place performance. There is just too much pressure for them to handle. They put into a... They, they, they are put into... Oh, they are put into very high expectations by fans and will be scrutinized heavily on every performance. I believe that what is... I believe that is what is happening to the Oceanics. I think they cannot... Handle this much attention. That's why they are performing badly. What is your take on those teams? Um, I I don't necessarily agree that the like Commander Waff just said. Thank you for saying this. That just because like the fact that they are a host team is the reason they're not performing. Do I think it's an odd coincidence? Yes. Do we have enough Marble Olympics to make a judgment call on that? No. And while it would make sense since the Oceanics have performed high, and now the only thing that's changed between this year and last year, uh, especially since a lot of the events are similar, is the fact that there are hosts now. Yes, it's coincidentally reasonable to say that, but... I don't think so. The snowballs, I mean, I don't even want to call, I hate to say seventh because seven sounds middle of the pack. Like they were not performing well. They ran at fourth place, even top three through at least half of the 2018 marble Olympics. And they were very competitive. Snowballs fans were very happy with the way they were performing. Um, even though they didn't win, but they put forth an amazing effort. I think they even might have golded in a couple of those events. I can't quite remember. Snowball's only got one gold. It's only one gold total. Uh, we have one gold. And I think they bronzed in a... I think... Wait. I don't know why I'm thinking. We'll just look. Well, they yeah. got 14th in the first Marble Olympics, which means their gold probably didn't come from there. So no, definitely not. So their 7th in the 2018 and it maybe even both of their bronze medals came from the 2018 as well. Um, they did perform. They put forth a good effort. Oceanics have not even podiumed once and are not looking like they're going to. They had the one-fourth, but like Greg Wood said, in disappointment, they just missed the podium yet again. Yeah. And like, and, I, this, I love this chart. Like, I just wanna, like, this really just puts everything into perspective. Like, the Oceanics, like, they got 10th and 11th in their first two years. Then they got third. So, like, their low placement here is not, like, suddenly it's because they're a host team. You know, it's like, this is just, this is actually normal for them overall. Absolutely. Like, they had, they did that, have that one good year. But ultimately, this, that's, that, that's just an outlier. It's not their actual, probably, current skill level. Like, they, they did good that one year, and then things went downhill. And it's so, like, 
it's not that they're doing that because they're hosting. I think that's just their general performance level. And with the snowballs as well, they got 14th the first year, didn't qualify for 2017, and then got 7th. They did better in the year they were hosting. So the idea that hosting makes things harder is just ludicrous. Like that, and, and then, But then they didn't qualify again for 2019. So like, I think hosting is a completely a non-factor here. I think that these, these marbles ultimately do not care as much think about hosting status. Yeah, I mean, snowballs, like like you just said, performed their best in the, the year that they hosted. I mean, while I we can't discredit the pressure put on by the increase in fans and the fact that you own the stadium and hosting the Marble Olympics, you can't discredit the pressure. There's a lot of pressure. So I'm going to say that there is an effect but I'm not going to say that's the reason. And I don't want that to start to become a superstition over many Marble Olympics because when the Savage Beaters hosts, I mean, like, I don't think they're all of a sudden they're going to get 16th place now. They're not, no. that's not in their nature. Just No, not at all. Hosting. And I think, especially speaking to your point, Mr. Woff, great observation. I mean, like, Oceanics did 10th and 11th the first couple of years they played, which are very close to where they're probably going to end up now. I project them at the end to be between anywhere between 10th and 13th. I don't think they're going to get the last three, but they could even. But I think they're going to be between 10th and 13th. And that is lining up with two years of their normal performance. Their third was a right. good push from them, not necessarily their norm. And you can't say it's because of their hosting. There is pressure on them, but it, I don't think it's because I don't think their performance is solely because of that. Now there is arguments either way, but I disagree. But thank you for the write-in, definitely, uh, Killian Blade Star. Yeah, definitely nice appreciate from our fans. Uh, maybe we should move on lending to the other event, uh, the Hubalino Mars Mar um, um, Maze Race. That was. From what I can tell, a controversial one. Um, yeah, yes, it was. Before we move on to that event, because I definitely do want to talk about it, it was controversial in the acceptance by the viewers as well as the um, uh, actual performance in the event. I do want to highlight another thing on the Oceanics. Because this isn't this is goes very related to what we just talked about, and so there is this um, article, very well made article, um, good little background picture and stuff. It was actually really nice. It was posted on the Reddit by someone who wanted to analyze the fixes the Oceanics need to make in order to perform better. And I can't read this whole article out to you. It would take me like five full minutes, um, but I suggest you go read it. Um, he goes through predictions that were made. Uh, he goes through um, how it was a disaster for them. But the things I want to highlight here and discuss before we move on to the Hubalino Mage race are the three fixes he proposed. And uh, I hate to say it, if you're listening here, Mr whatever, I forget your name, written by Firing Blind. So Mr. Firing Blind, if you're listening to the podcast, please comment and like so I know who you are. I would love to speak with you a little bit more about this article. It was a very well-written article. But, it, but his fixes to me are a little bit confusing to me and not correct. In my opinion, and not necessarily that they're wrong, because 
I'm, I'm not saying I know all the things about Marble Olympics here, but I'll read them out to you, and you, you guys can ponder these on your own as well. So his fixes for the Oceanics to, in order to perform better were, first of all, fire coach tied. It's just not working. I've already told you the story. The Oceanics have looked worse this Marble Olympics than they ever have before. They need a new coach not only to motivate them, but to create a new atmosphere. A new coach could and probably will revive the Oceanics atmosphere, giving them new hope. We'll address this in a minute. His second thing, which he uh, numbered all three of them, one, but hey, it's kind of funny more than it is bad. His second thing he said, take Bay out of the roster. Bay has potential, possibly unseen potential. I say this because we haven't seen him as much in the time during 2017 and 2019. That's true. I just don't think he's ready for this big stage and this big moment, especially on a team where stars like C and Aqua, well, I'm not seeing them star either, haven't shown up. Oh, well, he just said that. Move him down to the San Marble Rally. <laughs> Implying San Marble Rally is worse than the Marble Olympics. Or simply keep training him because he couldn't be massive down the line for the Oceanics. So very kindly saying that day is awful and should be taken away. Also knocking the San Marble Rally there. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not saying uh, he shouldn't have done that. It was funny. Uh, replace Shore and Ocean. It is clear that was his third thing. Replace Shore and Ocean. It's clear that Shore and Ocean are past their prime. While they have helped the Oceanics tremendously in team events, neither have scored a single point in their 11 combined of individual events. Wow, wow, good research there. Oceanics need some more muscle when it comes to individual capacity, capabilities, being, because being strong individually can help the team even be stronger together. Hmm. Now, um, definitely form some thoughts on that, Mr. Waff, because I do want to quickly jump in back to the first one. Um, fire coach tied is definitely not a fix to be made. Absolutely, 100%, not your answer. Your coach is not the Oceanics problem. Your coach led the Oceanics from a 10th and 11th place team to a 3rd place team. Absolutely, yeah, like... It's only his second year. Like, there's no like, there's no way that you can judge their worth just by two years. Especially since the the, the one year that they joined in was when the Oceanics actually did good. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think the coach tied right now is scratching his glass. Yeah, that was a good little. <laughs> I, I I debated saying that in my head. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm scratching his head. I I couldn't I couldn't just flow that through. Does that make sense? How no, I, I, I got how you. How are we talking about marbles now? Scratching his glass? Sorry. But um, Coach Tide is not the problem. Coach Tide is working hard. And Coach Tide is, is I mean, if he can come in and fix some Oceanics team and lead them to a third-place victory or train them to a third-place victory in the 2018 Marble Olympics, it wouldn't even make sense to imply that he's the reason for the 16th-place team this year. I mean, third to 16 is a huge gap. There are always going to be a bigger problem than the coach that would cause that. You're all, the only um, thing that I might agree with is replace Shore and Ocean, um, but not immediately after more scrutiny of their skills, maybe another year, because then, then it would be a little bit more correct as to you know the, the difficulty, the actual problems here, but Replacing Coach Tide is not your answer. You're not looking at that's not a marble that's affecting the performance really that much. He's yeah, I, just I, training them. So I'm looking at that now. I think we, we have, um, I misunderstood who Tide was. Like 
Tide actually wasn't the coach for last year. He was um, a, the reserve member that replaced Bay. He's only a coach this year, and Bay came back. So Tide was a part of the team when they were doing good. So like, I get, there's maybe a small argument to say that maybe Tide should just be a, a person who performs with the team and not the coach. But again, it's still only been two years. I don't think that's enough to really judge his worth just yet. Well, that's a good point, and, th- and thanks for actually doing a little bit more research on that because um, I implied that he was the last year's coach, so sorry for not knowing that. But even taking that information, I mean, you would be saying to me, especially as your number one fix being replaced coach Ty, that you would be saying that moving Ty from a reserve, when he wasn't really doing anything, to a coach, someone who just trains the marbles, is the reason from a third place jump to a 16th place jump, or probably a 13th is my best guess, uh, by the end of it. it, It's not likely. It's not even, like, in very, very small amount of cases is that going to be the reason you drop 10 places. And I just, it's not a number one fix. If your organization wants to do it, if the Oceanics organization decides that's our move, that'd be their move. I don't think it's their move they need to make. Um, and this is the first year that we've had coaches. Like None of the teams have had coaches until now. Like, like So this is a new experience for everybody. Right. I mean, I mean, we saw two bad performances with them before coaches were even here in 2016 and 2017. So you explain that to me and then talk to me about taking the coach out. Commander Wolf, why don't you uh, give your thoughts on number two? Take Bay out of the roster, the reserve. Um. To be, to be frank, uh, because of how poorly uh, the Oceanians have been performing, I haven't really paid attention to each individual member's performance over the, the course. So far, I do not, as far as I can tell, Bay has not done any solo events. He's only performed in team events. And so I, I can't say for certain like how well and how much they affected each um, event placement per se. Like There were some events like where like, need the top three marbles to win. And so maybe there were some instances where Bay actually cost a team the victory, but it's kind of hard to tell which marbles, which Because like, like to like to, just to be completely frank here, even though a lot of these marbles have names, none of us actually, as far as I'm aware, can actually identify which marble on the team is who I'm pretty sure. No, like there's no, like, and because of that, and because there's no actual indication of who is Bay and who is, um, like who is sure and so that we can't actually say for with absolute certainty in team events who cost who the, the event exactly and okay so two obvious points that come from what commander watch has brought us there first off um the jmr needs to make a change and label these marbles at this point if you're having consistent team members up to four years i need to know who's competing each of them least you can put a name, it might be hard, but maybe even mark them with the first letter of their name so that I can kind of know where I'm at here. I mean, it really has gotten a little bit, it's been a little bit bothering over all the years. I've really not really thought about it too much, but you know, I mean, the more the Marble Olympics improves and becomes a bigger thing, the more I want to be able to know who's competing. Now, right, right. Put it in the little standings on the beginning, but what about when it's a team thing? Or what about when it's, um, what about when you just want to know during a race who is competing from each team? Another thing from what he just said, obviously, again, with your second fix, you're skirting the problem here. As he said, Bay is someone he hasn't really even recognized 
over the past couple of years. Bay is a very small part of the team who has not been playing in enough events to even be seeing the potential you say is unseen. So why am I removing him before I replace my two main players when he is not even really a part of the big problem here? Bay competed in one, maybe two events this year. I think one qualifier or one friendly round and one um, normal event when he, all five were in the Hubalino race. And that's really it. So what can you tell from him to be the problem? I don't think that's your fix either. Your third fix is a little bit more reasonable, replace Shore and Ocean. But to wipe out half a team and replace it there also can lead to some bad chemistry between the players and some difficult times. Is that probably the best fix? Yes. But that's a very difficult one to make as an organization. So then you have to think about how are you going to go about replacing your team and improving it. Maybe you want to give them another year of practice or maybe one by one replace. Not to mention Ocean's the captain, so like that's kind of a big change to make. Wait, who's the captain, you said? I, I like, like captains were also a thing that was introduced this year, and Ocean is the current captain of the Oceanics. Yeah, yeah so then you're saying to me, replace the captain, which... <laughs> that often is sometimes the answer. But their um, names, their, their, their name is literally the same the, in their team's name. Like I feel like if, if, maybe that's implying that Ocean founded the Oceanics team. So like, that'd be kind of a, a like that'd be kind of a huge spin in the face, you know? Like taking out the person who possibly founded the team out of the team. Exactly, and this is a confusing topic because now you're getting into who really controls these Marvel Olympics teams. Does right? Tide, does Ocean? Does some outside? entity that's unclear too and that's your best fix but not all at once do that over a couple of years give them another chance and replace them one by one then you can sort of build a new team if, if you if you're telling me to wipe out my whole team off of one year well then you're making a decision that could actually um, be to your detriment in the future especially if you're an oceanics fan I assume you are you wrote a five minute essay on it which was very good so i appreciate that but i feel like these fixes are a little bit they're sensible but they're not necessarily the fixes that need to be made at the moment right so you think maybe we should move on to the next topic yeah yeah absolutely i, uh, I would not mind that so um, I, I, I guess like the, the uh, blind again for uh <clears throat> writing in on that right so the Hubalino Marble, um, the Hubalino May is like, I wasn't aware that it was very controversial, but like, like that, this is also kind of an event where like na- labeling a marble would be very hard to do. Like they're just everywhere, but like, like I, I kind of liked like how, how, um, it wasn't until like, so at 959, if you notice, like o- the Oceanics actually got pushed off the track. There's like, there's actually a back piece, uh, like of the, the track that's not covered. And so like, you can actually get pushed off the track, which like I thought was kind of interesting. So like it's a more it's a more crazy event, and that's also I kind of like it more for that too. Just like how I like the dirt race, not as much, of course, but like having that chaos and uncertainty could make like could make an event very interesting and engaging. But it seems that based on the, the comment that you sent me, it was not the same for everybody. And, and what do you mean by pushed off the back of the track? You mean in the starting block? Um, so at nine fifty nine at the five section, like the Oceanics. With a uh, see, the Oceanics came down with us in the Savage Speeders and the Pinkies and the three Hazers all came into that one spot at the same time. And because of that, the Oceanics team oh, and you got pushed about off. the one slot that has that little upward slope and then the one ball bearing is there. No, no, like it's a there, there's like there's there's um places of the 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 Hubalino brick on the in the middle of the track where there's like you there's like there's no track on it at all. 
Oh. Like you, you can get it's like at, at literally at nine fifty nine. You'll see there's an in the middle of the screen. There's an Oceanics who got pushed off the track. After saying nine fifty nine five times to me, I'm actually going to go to nine fifty nine. But uh, yeah, and uh, if I if you look at this picture that I'll probably put in Discord, um, the one person comments least favorite event of all the Marble Olympics, and the other person comments for sure the best event of them all the Marble Olympics. So obviously, along with what Commander Loth is saying, we have some controversy over the uh, goodness. Um, the excitingness, the favoritism of this event. And um, actually, I'm interested, Commander, what do you think? Is this event you really like or really do not like? Honestly, I'm surprised that this is the one that got the controversy. Like, like, like it seems like such a like a, a mev like like a mev event and like overall like like again, it's chaotic and I do like that, but like it's it's so unstructured that it's kind of like. I feel like it's something that like I'm trying to, I would like to know what why they didn't like the event because for me it's just a middle of the road event like it's not anything special like we've seen this event in the Hubolino tournament of before and so it's something that I, I I'm used to and I, I like and it was interesting to see it brought into the Marble Olympics but for me it's not really something to get upset about I suppose like it's like I'm not sure why it was controversial. I never imagined that this would be like if anything. The dirt race is probably the one that's maybe more controversial. With oh, for me, it was absolutely one of the more controversial. I'm I'm really bouncing back and forth on whether I want it out or if I want it in right now. Yeah, but so maybe maybe that overshadowed this one ultimately in the end. But like, I did not. I was not aware. Like, I would like to hear the arguments from the Marvel community of why they that they did like or didn't like this event. Yeah, I, I know too, because I feel what you were saying, how this is like a, um, a, a passing over type event. Like, I'm like, okay, you believe May's race. I'm already kind of wondering what the next one is. Now, I yeah. know it's not the best way to approach that, but it just doesn't seem like the kind of race that either way that I would comment best or worst event in the comments. I mean... I mean, it, 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 was, it was just there. It's a part of the Marvel Olympics. You have to be able to get through a maze, and you have to be able to have your agility and work as a team. That's and, keep, and, and keep in mind, the comments in all of Marvel Olympics, it didn't say Marvel Olympics 2019. Maybe that's what they meant, but the way it's worded, we have to assume that they meant literally every event in Marvel Olympics history, this is the worst one. And like, that seems like a huge leap to me. Oh, yeah, and then the other person saying this is the best one? This is for sure not the best like, one. Th this is, like, middle of the road, like, for me, like, at best. Like, th like I'm personally lo still looking forward to water-based event uh, events, and, like, I've seen, because I'm a patron, I have seen, like, a preview of what surfing might be like, but I think it's still being refined. So if it work, if they can get it really working, I think surfing will become a f a, at least a popular one for people. I am looking, I am looking for... This point in the video you're discussing, I'm literally at not at nine fifty nine, and like beneath the Marble Olympics uh, banner on next to the track, you'll see there's a uh, bl the blue marble right there. It's in the, the green the green hole the. Oh, green I just hole. saw it. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. He got pushed right backwards in. Yep. Big like, chaos. A lot of jostling for position. It almost seems like a bunch of people trying to get to. Uh, get to their plane which they're late for all at one time <laughs> yeah like, everybody's just like trying to rush down and it's like inevitably i think there's probably there's probably a few more times that marbles got pushed off but i don't think i've ever seen this happen before right and this is another example for me something i didn't the one one of the few things i did not like about the dirt race was the high amount of dnfs this is also a 
a race with a high amount of DNFs, right? Although it's not, it's not really a DNF. You still get, point, you get points for how far away you're from the finish. Right, like, but the, they're making points assuming there's going to be DNFs. I mean, like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that in Marble Olympics. And I know that because, like, it's not definite. It's not like putting points down in, like, uh, I don't know. But like, like mm. oh, I'm trying to think of a specific event. You know the ones where, oh, like, mm, damn, I can't think of a specific one. But like archery, where like they would shoot out and they would try to right. on a specific colored block, which point where you know that there's going to be marbles that will make it different distances than others. But this one is kind of like almost a guess. Like, oh, we think no marbles, not all the marbles are going to finish. And most likely that's the case, but we don't really know. We're just going to put points down and count them up. seems a little disorganized in the event for me. It also looks a little disorganized. I can see why people wouldn't like it. I think the chaos, again, also makes people excited, similar to the dirt race. But to me, it's a very, it's not a completely fleshed out event. They also have shown this one differently in past years, showing a, um, thing where the point is to finish and then they would just count the DNS at the end like in the dirt race. So I don't really know on this one to be honest. And like this like this all the events like this are in the way of what you kind of mentioned over what you wanted about how like you wanted to know who which marble was which. Like in events like the relay race, because there's like certain there's four certain sections, you can like label like, okay, so this marble's at this section. So you know like who did which you can tell which marble did which section well and which didn't. But in an event like this because they're all jumbled around, there is no way you could possibly label a marble like, oh, this marble did this, and without like a new distinguishing feature added to the marble. It's like, like so events like this like do say get, get in the way of that potentially happening, and that's that's definitely something that they got they got to think about. Like, if that's something they want to do someday, events like this either need to not happen at all, or they need to find a way to mark individual marbles better so that you can identify them after the race is over because there's no way you could there's no, even if you put a mark on it because they're moving so fast there's no way you could tell during the event who was who right and actually to what you just said i've actually really just thought of something that would be really good and they need to do and i think they're probably going to do over a few years but because marble olympics is increasingly getting popular increasing in the amount of uh rules that go to it because it's becoming a more professional event what they um, should be doing, and this would be a professional and sometimes probably a very difficult fix to make, but they need to first of all mark the marbles right now so they know who the different marble uh, players are. Then once they have them marked, then they should, or it would be nice if they had a little like arrow and then like name over each marble. So like in the relay race, like you just said, I'd be able to see which marble is doing which leg of that race. I know you said it in the opposite way that like that was an easier one to see, but that right. five meter sprint where there's one marble racing in one place and you know which one it is because it tells you beforehand. But I want to know which marble is reaching each leg and each time. So if there was an arrow over it with a name, it just kind of like a you know a small kind of faded one, but one you can definitely see. That would be a professional improvement they could make to their videos. Now that's a hard one. Yeah, that's that's not easy. Like when when I pick my marble for my for my my character in the stands, they they mentioned like they would mark it and like or like mark it out and make sure to to remember to keep it for future events. And like this is like, this marble is special. And like that's also why I took so long to pick my marble. It's like. I like, I like this color marble, but then I realized that there were several marbles of the exact same color and design, and that's why I picked the marble I did, because it was unique and right. so it would stand out. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I like but with, And that's why I want to know, like, so so I knew that would be easier to mark down, but I wondered, like, 
how like did Jell actually mark down who which Marvel was which during the first year? Like so, is he been like so? For instance, on Team Momo, did he know like have this? Has he been? Does he know like which Marvel was which in the beginning? And is it possible that maybe like because there's because some of these Marvels are the same? Did is it possible that maybe he mixed up? Some of the marbles, so like some of Marvel that used to be a fan in the stands, is now actually the marble with the who we call say Momo on the track, possibly. Oh, oh man! Like, uh, like maybe, like, nowadays, probably not. He's probably but like back then because he didn't. It was definitely not as big. Maybe he didn't think about that, and so he just. He's oh, probably, I'm sure. I'm sure. 2016, that was probably the case. Now, I'm not sure how focused they were on that situation now that it's becoming a point where people are talking about that kind of stuff i've seen it being talked about in the discord and in other places and now obviously here on the msw podcast but it they gotta start making that change now i think your best guess your best guess and what they do at the moment is they probably have four or five marbles set aside as the team marbles and then all the fan ones at the best, yeah, that's probably they, they, I mean, they, they've probably been doing that for a few years. Uh, yeah, that's probably what they've been doing for the past few years, I'd say. But like, I, I, I'm willing to bet that they don't. That and like maybe Gel probably does, but probably no one else knows. Like, oh, this gray swirly marble is um, hey, was it hazy? Like, like <laughs> yeah. and, well, and this one is the other one. Like, I, I forgot. The, I don't know the hazers' names. Uh, uh, I don't know. You picked a very bad team. <laughs> Hazy is one of the names. Hazy is one of the names. Hazy, like, and like, which one's hazy? Which one's foggy? Like, there's no way to know because yeah, hazy, foggy. Like, like, I don't, like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, even if even if Gel does know, no, like, and he does actually make sure to mark who is who, and 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 like, and therefore he knows like which marble to pick for this individual events. No one else really will probably pick up on that. Like, there there are small differences with each marble. But because the the distance from the camera they are, I don't think anybody else, unless you're in per, they're in person, could identify. Oh, each individual Yeah, they're, they're going to be hard to identify. Oh, and the pinkies and the snowballs. There's no way. There's there's physically no way to do it. They're literally solid colors. You're absolutely 100 right there. Holy crap! I just realized that. And how are they doing that? We know they're not. <laughs> yeah, like look at the, look at the image. The pinkies are literally just a solid pink shiny color. Oh Rangers, think, biggest so, team. Oh Rangers. Oh Rangers. I know that out of the uh, couple hundred that listen to this podcast, um, at least 75 of you are Rangers fans. Why don't you start making some comments now here, Joe? Because right now you are very excited about Kinnowin from the Rangers. Well, every marble could have been Kinnowin over the last couple of years. So let's, so, yeah. let's be careful here. And we, I think this is one change where there's a lot of possible changes, but Adele is doing an amazing job with what he's doing. But this is one change that needs to be addressed. Because yeah. if, I, if I really love... And because you know what? You know why? Because when if I'm really getting the Marvel Olympics and now it's really more popular, not only are people going to pick teams, but they're going to then pick specific marbles in those teams that they really love. They're like team players that they're like, okay, this one always performs. I love this marble. This one did really well in this specific event. This is my favorite marble. And if you want to sign names, well, then I need to know that that marble is the same every time it has that name. So I'm looking at the Rangers on Wiki page here. They have like the picture from the 2016 Marble Olympics where they like lined up. Like maybe it's just the camera angle, like, but some of them like look a little bit shiny, uh, shinier than the others. But also, if you look at the picture, 
some of them look smaller than the others. Like, like it, I think it's, it's this is probably just an effect of the lens or something. But some of these marbles look slightly different in size, right? So may, maybe that's a, maybe that's a factor. But at the same time, like on the one hand, that makes it easier to identify. But then I mean, also I can't tell that during a race. But but then all, oh, wait, actually looking at the Rangers, they might have a like. I can't. I think this probably a distorted image and that's that's causing the swirl. I, they, but I'm pretty sure they are solid colors. But like, I, I think but, they. I think they are. It might be a, if a, one of yeah, but, but like. But, there needs to be uh, a definite thing on that. Um, I actually think what they should do, at least in the next couple of years, because they might let it roll like this for one more year or so, but they need to do a thing where they revamp the whole team situation. Sorry, give me a sec. I'll have to edit that out. I have to deal with something real quick. But um, they need to do a thing where they edit the whole team situation. They need to redo the teams. They need to redo the names. They need to make it a fan vote thing. They need to be like, okay, write in with team names. We're going to pick definite ones. We're going to mark the marbles. We're going to do something where it's more obvious. Actually, what you could do, I've been kind of thinking about it, you could even make regulated color stripes. So at least color Even like... Even like stripes with the names on it, maybe, but that that would be really hard because now you would be changing the marble. Making they they it wouldn't look the same. Like so, you could, you could put like a red, green, and blue and stripe on each marble, so like you know, by who is who. But that yeah. also would ruin that would ruin the aesthetic. And like so like the pinkies would no longer just be pink; they would be pink and green, or pink and red and pink I and know. yellow. So there's, there's an aesthetic and a performance problem to that. So it's a trade off there. Like but, do you care? Do you care enough about the, the role playing to know to really, really want to know each individual team member, or do you only care enough about the role playing to the point where you want to know how the team as a, a whole lot of are people doing? Care enough to know the team member. That's why there needs to be a consensus on this. You could put a dot with the name on it, or a dot with a different color, and then have a key, uh, a master key, saying, "Okay, the blue dot pinky is." Pinky toe or something, whatever, whatever. Okay, like, uh, that, that, a, t- a dot is better than a whole stripe, I'd say. But right, like, but then, then like, you could call it a uniform, and then but you have right, to, but you have to do that right. You can't put like you can't get a sticker and put it on because a sticker that, will change the size, weight, shape of the marble, and it'll cause friction. Something. It'll wear away. It'll wear away, and all that stuff. Yeah, and you have to get you have to get look almost like a semi permanent tattoo for the marble. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, but. <laughs> But Marble something tattoos. that like marks it will stay there. It won't affect the performance, but it's almost like a uniform and a marking for the marble. That is a difficult topic and will be hard for all the different colors. But it's something that should be addressed in the off season one of these times. Uh, yeah. So I maybe we should uh, move on. To, so uh, let's see. The pl- you mentioned like the Plinko event. It was deleted from this year. Oh yeah, yeah. That was deleted from the list. By the way, jump in on that really quick. There is a decent um, showing uh, usage of a Plinko board in a fan-made Marble Olympics by the Lucky Titan. He's a YouTube channel, and he used it for his qualifiers and main event. Uh, so go check that out. It's a really well-made Plinko board. Uh, discussion on how the best used one can be in a different episode, maybe even with him on here. But it was it was really cool to see that. Um, so definitely go check that out on the Lucky Titans channel. Anyway, back to you, Mr. Woff. Uh, but yeah, like, I, yeah, so I was just like, I, was, I didn't know that, uh, like the Plinko event had been removed. Like I, I forgot that there, that, that was on the list. 
But I think like maybe it's better like if they're gonna replace it with a water event, I'd definitely be all for that. Absolutely, because because like one of them was already can't, the the, bi- the triathlon was turned to a biathlon because of weather. Which then, so uh, proceeded to have no water except for all the water that gets on you when you finish, which is very very yeah. finishing place. So I think if they're gonna if they did that to, in order to put a water event in place of the Planko event, then I'm totally for that. Like I think I think a water event would be more exciting than Planko if I'm being honest. Yeah. And no, and yeah. <laughs> but the reason they took the Blanco event out, if, if people are wondering, is because they said it was too luck-based, and so we couldn't have that in a skill-based Marvel Olympic setting. Uh, we wait, have to take it out. I um Okay, I think there would... Um, oh, I'm pretty sure if we looked back, there would be some... Like the the dirt race, you could you could even make an argument to say that there was a bit of luck to that a little bit. But I there, I think I'm pretty sure if you look back, there are certain events that were definitely luck based in the past. Now, here's where I'm at on this because there are so many different ways to view that statement. Um, there are people who are sit there and say, "Well, the whole Marvel Olympics is luck based because yeah, like, like getting out the, like how far the world, you want to yeah. come out of the world." So there's people who say that. There's people who are going to say to you, well, um, there are other luck-based events because think about balancing. Because mar- because marbles, you know, it's not like a speed or an agility thing. It's very, you, it's kind of luck the way they're all going to come out and roll. So, I mean, to be honest, I the way I view it, there have been other luck-based events. Like curling is 100% luck-based because you come down that thing, the marble comes down. And if you come out of the real deep role-playing world of the Marble Olympics, you're really the, the marble could take any bounce anywhere, and it could come out at any speed, and it, it's about as regulated as a plinko event. Right, and like on the one hand, like like, be, like uh, I think the pl- plinko is probably the most luck based event out of everyone that's ever happened. So I can see why that maybe it's like that's just like just going too far for them, and I can see that because like part of the reason why I enjoy the role playing is like I can actually see like oh like it's close, like it's like there's actually like, skill there, but. Like, at the same time, also in a luck-based event, those like last-minute finishes could also happen. Like, so like, so, like Marvel gets stuck at the top and he's like struggling getting down, but then suddenly he starts flying through the bo- through the the, the course right. of the Pinko board, and so like, you can still get those those tense moments. But I can see why maybe why the Plinko board is more luck-based and like just in. But you know, like, honestly, Plinko events were never my favorite in Marvel Marvel videos, so I'm not too upset over it being replaced. Especially, especially if a more interesting and unique event replaces it. Yeah, this is where I'm, I come in with a little bit of disagreement on that. Um, and we will start out to have to wrap it up in a couple of minutes here. But um, right. it, it, I'm actually for it. I got to be honest. I mean, the way Lucky Titan did it was not exactly how I envisioned it. I think it should be flat on the ground and then one end is tilted up like slightly like a few inches higher than you could the marbles drop in i mean this is how i would do it and this is probably could be tweaked to make it more professional but how i would do it is either you put them all on a starting block not like like all like different like same like not one behind the other but all next to each other and you have them like kind of funnel in or file into a, a one by something or like even not, you can just have them file into the plinko. They come down into the plinko. They go down into that plinko. They plinko around. However, if you don't know plinko, we we had to talk about this in a recent episode. How to describe what a plinko is? Uh, it's kind of like a 
there's a bunch of like pegs and you bounce off of them back and forth. I mean, look, just look it up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's better to look it up. Bottom, but I wouldn't have them come out to the bottom and finish. I would have them come back to the bottom into a um, either one or a couple, a series of funnels where I could kind of like maybe one funnel. I don't know because that's a difficult way to think about yeah, it. Maybe one funnel to kind of like uh, de decrease the luck based stratifying of the marbles and um, make it a little bit less luck based, but then kind of like make it like, okay, so the, your goal is to get down into that funnel as quickly as you can through the Planko so that it makes it a little more skill-based and a little bit more skill-based at the end as opposed to being luck all the way down and then the end is right there. But I think it would be an amazing event. It would be so unique. It would be so cool. And Lucky Titan, I think, had something uh, good there in mind when he brought that event into his fan-made Marble Olympics. Yeah, I think it's honestly obvious. But like, I'm personally... I'm. I didn't know about it coming into this, and like I don't really have too much of a big opinion on the plinko. Like, if you want to have it in, sure. Like, but if not, like I honestly, I'm, I'd probably be preferred. But I think that's all we, I all I could really say on it. So let's try and go through like the uh, the last things that you wanted to talk about. So you you want to talk about um, Fubeka, Mar the Marble Mentory, and then Marbles for Autism as well. Like those are the last two things I don't think we've actually really discussed yet. Right, that's true. And a few of these are just announcements at this point because we are running a little long. So, like I said before, uh, Marbles for Autism uh, channel by John Ball is doing a Marble Olympic-style tournament uh, called the World Marble Tournament. It's been pretty well made so far. The hockey event looks so good. Please go check it out. Uh, we probably will bring you more content on that when he comes on and guests. And, uh, you know, we work out that recording. And, and just, just keep in waiting for that. And definitely go check out his channel. Marble Fubeka. Um, what I really wanted to just mention about them is that we will be covering them in more detail as we do the Marvel Olympics when the Marvel Olympics is over. So they're going to be, because they're like doing really good. They get 100,000 at least viewers and uh, in their things. They have a lot of subscribers. They're going to get attention because they're very professionally made. I, I don't want to you know, challenge Gel here, but they're, they're getting up there as far as quality as well. Um, I do have a couple criticisms against them, but uh, they, we will be discussing them. I just want you to realize that they'll be, uh, they're not going unnoticed. It's just the Marble Olympics is the biggest event in Marble sports. Yeah, like, like, as, as much as I enjoy some of the other stuff, like I've only recently gotten to Fubeka because of MSPN's coverage, like making it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely and, like, they have. And like, I really enjoyed um, MSPN's Marble Mayhem, but like that doesn't, like, but, but that, that I think, I'm not sure if I, get, if I like it more than the Marble, the Marble Olympics. Like they, they both have their own, aspects to them but because the, Mar the marble mayhem is on a hiatus right now for how long we aren't like we aren't fully sure just yet um but so like marble for me right now the the marble olympics are really what i like i'm kind of focused on as well like, yeah yeah it's been I, I haven't seen i haven't seen the, the world marble tournament but if you if it's good i'll check it out see if i enjoy it like right you know. yeah it, it's pretty well made and um with the end games and Marble Mayhem will be covered as well, by the way, because those are very, there's some creative things going on there. So don't worry, there will be other Marble Sports on here. Marble Olympics does take priority, though. Um, the MSP and Marble Mentary is really interesting. We'll, I hope I can go into it more. There's only really a sneak peek out there. We'll definitely have an episode on it when it comes out. But yes. they're doing like a, a Marble Mentary documentary equals Marble Mentary, by the way. Yeah, yeah. On uh, comeback teams, it's going to be very good. I can't wait yes. for it. I didn't jump at the chance to get a voiceover spot in that, but 
Hey, you'll I'll get voice, to hear. So I'll voice over the, the whole thing in an episode. So yeah, you, you'll get to hear my vo- like my voice roll. I do one line, and it's oh, ridiculously it's, silly. It's silly, but I love it. Everyone better listen to it. Like yeah, like I'm, I voice Rango, the coach of the uh, uh, Rangers, just like you know. So, it, so you look forward to that. It's ridiculous. It's so silly, and I'm I love it. It's so good. Yeah, um, and I'm excited for it as well. I, I can't wait to hear. Mandel Lawson is one line, but <laughs> it's uh, great. Um, uh, the only other thing we, we probably don't have time for today is the power rankings by Ray Antonio. I, I, the only oh, right, thing I'm going to shout out about that is please stop putting the Hazers as the top team. Please. I don't know where you're seeing that, but they're not. So please like, stop. And, like, look, look at the, like, now that they have the charts here. Hazers is literally the middle, near the middle of the pack. The only one who's like at base middle is Snowballs, who's right below them. The Hazers, they they have a lot of good metal play, good medals, and they've only and they to be fair to them, they've only had one Marble Olympics to compete, and that's why they have a lower point value than some of the other teams. But right now, like looking at their after after the dirt race, let's see here, they are. At, After the they're, gold they're, uh, in event ten, they weren't even in the top five for the other four events around like, it. Sure, sure, they are in third place right now, so they. I think they might perform well. Like they, they, they have, they have the. They're tied with the Savage Speeders and Midnight Wisps for total gold. I know, but and they, they, and they have the second highest one at the moment. They performed terribly in event nine. So is, is, is random Tony done well in event eleven? When you if you do power rankings on weekly performance, they're not really number one. They are up there. I'm not knocking them. I might even pick them in the next round of fantasy because they've been doing well. Just they're not number one. And I definitely want to get into the power rankings more, but we don't we don't have a lot of time today. The other thing I have to say is uh, the Oceanics. Um, well, at least the Pinky should not be placed as low as they were placed. They were placed like last, and the. Um, the Oceanics, with their recent performance, should have been a little bit higher as well. But besides those things, the power rankings are great. If you want to see them, he puts them all over the Marvel base and MSWP Discord, so you can check them out there. Um, but, I mean, we do have to wrap it up. So any closing thoughts about the Marvel Olympics or Marvel Sports? Uh, uh, um, actually, if you don't know this, but Antonio um, actually posted while we were start, when we started recording that he's just going to post the rankings without saying anything about the teams now. So. I don't know if he does. That mean he did he post a more recent one about the dirt, the dirt race? I haven't. I haven't seen one. Hmm. It's on the Discord, so I wouldn't know. All right. But um, any any last words for our uh, listeners tonight? Uh, not um, not really of anything. Honestly, this one like uh, like while the dirt race was definitely exciting, I don't think I had like. Like as you probably could tell, but just by the, the amount of time this podcast went on compared to the last one. I didn't have as much to talk about this time because I already introduced myself and like my history of marbles and and while I did the dirt race was definitely exciting. I think that the uh, the whole uh, um, midnight wisps controversy was had more to talk about. Oh, absolutely! And you know what? Uh, trust me, we could go on with topics all night here, so don't yeah, worry like, about but that. The rafting and elimination race for the next two events. Rafting's coming out tomorrow, um, tomorrow when we're recording this, so. I'm looking forward to rafting because I, I personally I love the bobsled. I like having those little vehicles for Marvel. So I'm looking forward to rafting. And elimination race sounds interesting. I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but yeah, I'm very interested in that as well. I'm super looking forward to to surfing because I want to see how they oh, manage. Oh, I, I, again, I've seen the I've seen a clip from the, the Patreon, but I want to see like I, I think it's still like in its testing phases. I don't think it's really gotten to where they want it to be just yet. 
All right, then. Um, so, final question end down. Who's going to win the rafting? Throw up, throw up an answer. Oh, shoot. Who's going to win the rafting? Uh, okay. Hmm. So. Throw out a guess there. <sighs> you know what? Screw it. The Oceanics. Screw it! They're going. I'm, like if you go by stats, I would still go with my the, the Raspberry Racers just because they've yeah, been go super. With the Ducks if I rolled by actual good decision, but you know like, what? We're like, gonna ask the MSWP. Like, we're gonna roll Oceanics for who's gonna win the rafting. It's gonna be yeah. already out, so we're gonna see how wrong we are. Yeah. So, like, so the the MSWP like are the two the two the host and the co-host here. I guess are we gonna go for Oceanics together? Oceanics, yes. Yes, let's do it. They're, they're not. They're not in my picks. I hope Raz. I, honestly, I hope Raz, it would be better if my picks beat them for the fantasy league. But again, I've already started late. That the chances of me winning it are probably not that high to begin with. So if I can get the Oceanics to win the one, the first water event, I would be just so happy. It's like, oh, it'd be so great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess I guess we'll roll with that and see what happens. But anyway, guys, we're gonna go to the outro song today. It's gonna be. Uh, Event Horizon by Xtraller, a great dubstep that I, I like to listen to. So we're going to roll through that. And it was great to have you on again in Commander Waffle. I definitely uh, can't wait to hear from you more later in the Marvel Sports world. And uh, we'll see you guys next week then. All right. Later, guys. Later.